Hello, Moon Babe. I'm Jilly Wonka Andromeda, Virgo Moon, astrologer, candy maker, medicine formulator, and overall disruptor of your conditioned beliefs, here with your weekly cosmic weather forecast, providing you with the planetary insight to assist with your chaotic journey through space and time. I'm looking at the week of August 23rd to August 29th. This is the week following the Aquarius full moon, and it's also our first full week of Virgo season. We do begin the week with a full moon phase. The moon is now in Pisces, so our emotional worlds are much more accepting, tolerant, compassionate, able to unify, um, possibly feel empathy uh, for one another uh, differently uh, or you know it, it depends really on how you are uh, utilizing this Pisces energy uh, you could also uh, be falling into kind of like a victim mindset or just feeling overwhelmed by it all all the emotions around you your environmental um, influences whatever they may be you might feel them a lot stronger uh, starting this week off so this week you're beginning that release whatever it was that was illuminated with uh, the Aquarius full moon that happened very early in the morning on Sunday now it's time to begin releasing to really integrate all the awareness and we will have the full, we'll move from a full moon phase to the disseminating phase to the last quarter phase on Sunday of this upcoming week. And I kind of like that Virgo season will be a beginning at such a high point during the full moon phase because Virgo, the archetype of Virgo, is all about discernment, deciding what's going to fit here and what's not going to fit here what what tools do we need what is going to work what's going to make everything more efficient this is what virgo you know really shines in the most especially when uh, the sun is in virgo and if you have uh, your natal placement of your sun in virgo this is where you do your best work you know in deciding you know what's going to make the cut and what's not Moon day, August 23rd, 2021, we will be vibrating at a nine. So this is the final number in the numerology cycle. Uh, and so on Tuesday, we will be vibrating at a one. Uh, but on nine days, it's very similar to uh, a Pisces energy. Uh, this is a time for selflessness, compassion, tolerance for views that may be different than yours, people who may be different than you. Uh, we're just able to be more accepting and yielding, allowing, forgiving, uniting on a nine day, but especially a nine day when the moon is in Pisces. So it feels like we're starting this week off in this mindset where we can be both compassionate, understanding, allowing and accepting while also being aware of 
you know, repairs that need to be made with the sun in Virgo. This is an entire season dedicated to repair mode, fix it mode, um, analysis, health. You know, this is the time of the harvest. It's coming uh, because you need to be very observant and uh, able to decide, you know, during this time period, what is useful right now and what's not useful right now what is going to stay and what's what needs some work uh what needs some repairs uh so i i do feel like we're walking into the beginning of this week with an understanding that there is work to be done and accepting of that understanding as for aspects occurring on Monday of this week, we will have Venus and Libra making an exact trine to Saturn retrograde in Aquarius. Uh, that will be exact at 8.48 a.m. Eastern, and they will be making a trine at 8 degrees of Libra and 8 degrees of Aquarius. Now, the last time that Saturn was here at 8 degrees of Aquarius, because Saturn is retrograde, was on March 12th. And this trine occurring between Venus and Saturn retrograde is a closing trine. So it uh, has a Sagittarian kind of vibe to it. And so it's, um, it's hopeful, it's optimistic, it's broadening uh, your perspective. Uh, and whenever Venus makes a harmonious um, aspect to Saturn, in this case of trine, we're just effortlessly doing this where we're disciplining ourselves within our relationships. We may be committing ourselves to a relationship or a financial plan. Um, and your relationships may just be effortlessly maturing at this time. It's just this natural uh, progression of energy uh, that may have you very hopeful uh, for the future and for uh, your well for your relationship future or your financial future uh, this does mean you know it's a day for you to really uh, be the adult within uh, your relationships within your finances uh, and truly commit to to fulfilling your responsibilities um, that you may have now what happened on uh, March 12th, when Saturn was last here, uh, was when Biden, President Biden, did say that, you know, he wanted uh, vaccinations to be open to everyone uh, by May 1st, which I believe it actually happened before then. Uh, so that was when he kind of set forth the plan for everyone in our nation to be vaccinated. And I do believe that uh, we're seeing more of that. More and more people are um, getting their vaccinations, especially with the uh, threat of the Delta variant and other more dangerous variants that could be over the horizon. Um, you know, it's like the longer that we're in this, the longer that we allow this uh, virus to keep mutating, uh, within our populations, uh, it's, we're still just going to be under threat from it. Uh, and biological threats are probably the most dangerous threats. Uh, they are. They really, they are the most dangerous threats, uh, at least in my opinion. 
Um, can't think of anything more dangerous. Though, anyways, you know, um, you know how I am. I am a Virgo. I have my moon in Virgo. So these things are very important to me, um, uh, analyzing health and making the effort to uh, repair it and to make it more efficient. This entire week, it feels like there is a very intense undercurrent where we're kind of being faced with um, some major changes that are occurring uh, within our lives, within our community, within the world, um, possibly being forced upon us. And it just, it, it might be just kind of like a challenging week ahead. And the biggest thing that I see when I'm looking at uh, the weather ahead is that we are moving closer into an exact square between uh, Pluto retrograde in Capricorn and Eris retrograde in Aries. Now, I don't talk much about Eris, um, surprisingly, considering I, uh, I think that was probably one of the first planets I got really into um, studying, uh, most likely because... I do have Eris directly on my descendant next to my Venus. <laughs> but um, so Eris is this archetype uh, and it's it's the planet that is actually past Pluto, uh, the 10th planet in our solar system. But it's just it's way out there. Uh, it takes a very, very long time to make one full uh, orbit around the sun, I think about 500 years. So everyone on the planet right now was born when Eris was an Aries. And Eris is, in my opinion, this, this woman who just is done putting up with your bullshit. Uh, just, she is just so over it. Uh, she, it's definitely a feminine archetype. Uh, and it just kind of represents like this almost really disgruntled, really angry, uh, feminine energy within us uh, that is going to tell you is going to tell you exactly uh, what is going on and uh, will call you out on all of it. So, you know, she's uh, she can be kind of considered like the feminine Mars. Uh, she is actually Mars's sister uh, in mythology. And uh, with her being an Aries, very much so uh, a very coming off as like almost like this very Martian uh, quality, but a feminine Martian quality. And uh, with her making this exact square to Pluto, and I've been watching it for uh, a few years now, just watching her make these aspects to Pluto, because they've been kind of like in this dance uh, since, you know, Pluto has been in uh, Capricorn and Eris has been in Aries. Aries has been in Aries for a very long time. But they've been kind of roughly around the same degrees. Uh, currently, Pluto's at 24 degrees, and Eris is also at 24 degrees. Uh, but they are coming closer and closer to an exact square uh, that will occur this week. And every time that these come into a closer square, it's like you can just, you sense it. You can feel it in the collective. There is just a lot more turmoil, uh, fighting, violence, uh, going on. Um, and so I do believe what we will be experiencing this next week ahead is a lot of disturbances um, coming from those who are just 
really over it. Uh, done putting up with probably being undermined, um, scapegoated, whatever, you know. Um, that is a very strong vibe that is happening uh, this week. On Mars Day, August 24th, 2021, we will be vibrating at a one. So this is a day to initiate some sort of new beginning, to assert yourself forward, especially it being on a Mars day. Uh, this is an action day. This is to do something possibly that might come with some risk or putting yourself out there in some manner uh, to get what you need and what you want for yourself. It's a very egocentric uh, kind of vibe, the ones and it being on a Mars day. We will be starting Mars Day off with the moon still in Pisces, but by 2.57 p.m. Eastern, the moon will ingress into Aries. And so then we just have all kinds of Martian energy going on by uh, the afternoon of Mars Day, feeling very impulsive, instinctive. You know, when the moon is in Aries, it's all about our survival needs, um, our sur listening to our survival instincts. You know, really going after it, feeling very driven, lots of energy. You know, whenever the moon's in Aries, very, it's a, a great time to burn off some of that steam. You know, put yourself in some sort of um, sweat-inducing workout. You know, let it out. On Mars Day, there seems to be a lot of pressure uh, on Juno in the heavens. Uh, Juno is in Sagittarius, uh, very close to the south node in Sagittarius. It's currently at nine degrees of Sagittarius. The south node is at six degrees of Sagittarius. And on Tuesday, um, well, both um, Pluto and Eris have actually been making an aspect to Juno. Pluto is currently making a semi-square to Juno and Eris is making a sesquiquadrate to Juno but then come Tuesday we will have Juno also making um, or Venus making a sextile to Juno. Um, so with with this energy that is coming up for us to kind of deal with um, I feel like there is like this major pressure being placed especially from Pluto and Eris onto who it is that we are relating to, who that we are in partnership with. Um, and, you know, we may have been putting it on pretty hard, you know, kind of like almost like this forceful push, get trying to get them to transform uh, their belief systems because Juno's currently in Sagittarius, help them to find more meaning, more faith, more belief, um, possibly and how you see the world or you know what is actually going on in the world and with Venus making now a harmonious aspect to Juno it feels like there is this opportunity now to really awaken uh, whoever it is that you're relating to uh, with this shared vision or this shared aim that you both may have so there's like this opening occurring uh, with our Juno where we can put some force onto our partner or whoever we may be relating to. It doesn't have to be like a marriage partner or a significant other, just really anyone that we are you know, loyal to at this time. Um, 
whoever we have some sort of an allegiance with where we tolerate <laughs> where we're able to tolerate all the bullshit that that um they throw at us because i feel like that's the one quality of juno that makes her different uh is that she will really put up with a lot you know because you know she's just so loyal and so dedicated to her partner um in mythology juno uh, was the wife of Jupiter, and, you know, she was totally aware of all of the affairs and all of the uh, children he had with the individuals he was having affairs with, and, you know, she still stayed by him. Uh, she was still his, like, ride or die. Um, but, you know, I mean, she definitely had a lot of resentment there as well. Um, but it does feel like there's like this opening occurring on Mars Day where we can maybe come to some sort of compromise, come to some sort of um, agreement, or at least just be able to enjoy each other um, regardless of our differences. So Venus, Trine, Juno, that will be occurring very early in the morning, the exact aspect. Of course, you'll be feeling it all day. But later on in the day, you know, after the moon has then ingressed into Aries, and so we're feeling a bit more fiery, instinctual, possibly argumentative, um, more concerned with the things that we want and we want to go after, we will have Mercury opposite Neptune. Uh, Mercury in Virgo, Neptune retrograde in Pisces and this is occurring at 22 degrees 22 degrees Virgo 22 degrees Pisces whenever planets oppose one another in the heavens uh, this is a culmination point that they are reaching with one another the cycle that began between Mercury and Neptune began this year on March 29th when Mercury was at 21 degrees of Pisces and was aligned with Neptune at 21 degrees. They were actually at 21 degrees, 21 minutes, um, which I find very fascinating. Uh, I love that when they uh, line up like that. Uh, but anyways, uh, Mercury uh, conjunct Neptune. This was a new cycle of, you know, thinking in more of a compassionate way, you know, um, infusing more inspiration into our thoughts, into our mindsets, into our rationality, and hopefully being able to uh, organize and communicate in a way that has um, more passion, possibly more glamour. Uh, because Mercury conjunct Neptune, uh, it's a really good aspect, or whenever Mercury is in any sort of aspect with Neptune really good for possibly like glamorizing the truth <laughs> glamorizing information it's really good for uh, you know propaganda advertisements those who do marketing you know to have that uh, type of aspect in their charts uh, so you know we may have begun a new a new beginning and how we do um, a look at our information and possibly infuse some magic into it or you know communicate in a way that may be idealistic or glamorous in some way uh, kind of placing information on some sort of pedestal um, 
and uh, not entirely seeing the full picture of it because Neptune always kind of puts a haze over it. It makes things very cloudy. It's very difficult to really see uh, truly what's going on uh, between all of that fog and those clouds. Uh, but it makes things kind of seem so ethereal and mysterious and like, ooh, I just want to touch that. So delicate, so soft. Uh, so yeah, hopefully um, back in March March um, of this past year, there was some sort of new beginning with how you handled facts and information um, and possibly approaching it with more of like an artistic or inspirational um, eye. Though we're now at the culmination point of this Mercury-Neptune uh, cycle. And so this is where the awareness uh, begins. And whenever there's opposition, it generally uh, is experienced externally. Uh, and the reason for that is we don't really know what's going on within our psyche sometimes unless we have that mirror of the of the other if we unless we have someone opposite us to kind of show us um how we are feeling or what we are experiencing or what we what we what feels uh tolerable uh or intolerable to us the opposition aspect is a libra aspect and so whenever there are planets in opposition to one another, there, there needs to be some sort of balancing uh, that must occur. Uh, likely there'll be some sort of conflict, um, but following that, there needs to be some sort of conflict resolution and balancing and recalibrating. So on Tuesday, when Mercury's opposite Neptune exact and we are building up to this aspect so you know you're feeling it on Sunday Monday you're going to be feeling it really all week uh, but with Mercury opposite Neptune there's there's likely to be some sort of awareness of possibly deceptive information communications um, most likely occurring within your work environments you know maybe uh, there's been someone in your work environment who has been deceiving you, who has been making some sort of uh, grandiose promises or putting the putting smoke and mirrors uh, in front of you. And here on Tuesday, we begin to become more aware of uh, the truth there. Um, though we may be going, you know, back and forth, you know, we might be over idealizing the information or the facts glamorizing it there may be like undermining opinions coming in on Tuesday uh, and you might even just be putting you know information in the best possible light so on Tuesday I want you just to be aware of what is coming through of possibly being deceived within your workplace being deceived by those in your local environment and really using those powers of discernment you know really getting mental with it we are now in Virgo season you know the kind of like it's kind of like the party's over once you hit Virgo season you know Leo season was all about like uh, 
you know, pulling, uh, taking your hair down, spending time in the sun, you know, enjoying yourself to the fullest, like really not caring about much else except for fun times and creativity and love and sex and now that it's Virgo season it's it's time to get grounded and to look at everything that may have occurred uh, and see what needs some what needs to be repaired like where did I kind of let things get a little bit too out of control how can I kind of pull back and uh, remedy this situation. Very early on Mercury Day, Wednesday, August 25th, 2021, Mercury will then be making an opposition to Pallas Athene retrograde in Pisces because Pallas Athene has been very close to Neptune for some time, um, most of this year, uh, but this entire summer, Pallas has been in near conjunction with Neptune. And so whenever any planet's making an aspect to Neptune uh, this entire summer, it's also been uh, shortly afterwards uh, making an aspect to Pallas Athene, uh, which is a goddess asteroid found between the orbits of Mars and Jupiter. And Pallas Athene uh, represents this, this feminine warrior mindset uh, really within a male's world uh, because Pallas Athene was born out of the head of Jupiter uh, and she came out completely clad in armor, golden armor, and really ready for war. Uh, and she kind of provides the men with uh, kind of like a feminine uh, perspective of strategy, how to move forward in a way that is much more creative, you know, because men, um, generally speaking, and I know this is actually not really even generally speaking, but like the masculine um, archetype is tends to be very linear uh, uh, in its process. Uh, with the feminine archetype or the way that we uh, perceive feminine energies, much more creative. And so... Pallas Athene is kind of like this woman that's stuck between both worlds. And she, she's a, a, very, a very good strategist. You really want Pallas Athene on your team, uh, helping you to, to kind of like plan your path, plan uh, how you're going to uh, achieve glory. So on... Wednesday, we will be vibrating at a two, and two days are great for uh, diplomacy, for balancing information, for partnerships. So two days are for being more adaptable, being more changeable in order to keep the peace. Those who were born with a two-life path, these are the diplomats. You know, they are... They are here to make sure that we keep some sort of balance. And with Mercury making that opposition to Pallas Athene retrograde right after it made the opposition to Neptune, it definitely feels like that we really need um, some diplomacy moving forward because, you know, we, we may have become very much so aware of how 
facts were distorted, they were glamorized, uh, that they were, that there were actual um, influences that were almost working against us or working um, to kind of block our creative potential. And what's interesting is that Mercury, the Mercury Palace cycle began back on January 16th and Mercury made three conjunctions to Palace. First on January 16th in Aquarius at 13 degrees of Aquarius, then on February 7th at 20 degrees of Aquarius, and then on March 18th at three degrees of Pisces. So we started the cycle off uh, first, it started as first an Aquarian cycle, um, and then it, it evolved into a Pisces cycle. And with um, the Mercury-Neptune cycle, uh, it began on March 29th, and it only hit um, Neptune that one time. So that was primarily uh, a Pisces cycle moving forward. And so with both of these cycles beginning in Pisces, you know, we may have really had a lot of confusion, you know, really just I'm not fully understanding the facts, comprehending them. Uh, I know I have my natal Mercury in Pisces and it can be just like, it's almost like facts can be so elusive. And it's like, I, even just like words, like communication, um, I swear, like I would communicate so much better if we all just communicated telepathically. Uh, but I don't think that is any, uh, coming for us in any time in our near future. So we may have been like dreaming of strategies or of possibilities that were not entirely um, rooted in reality. And now it's kind of like we're being slammed with the reality now. Now it's like, okay, wait a minute. I was a little bit wrong back then, um, possibly in around the beginning of this year, January to March, whatever was going on there for you. Um, you, might been like, you might be like, I was a little bit idealistic with uh, my strategy there. And now it's kind of time to um, make things more balanced and more uh, equal in our local environment specifically and with the information that we take in. Uh, this is a time to be much more discerning with the information to really delve in deep in there and uh, analyze it, you know, scrutinize it. Um, really try to be as logical and rational as possible. But with it being on a two day and a Mercury day, Mercury days are good for communications. Um, we're still going to try to balance some sort of relationship or come to some sort of agreement uh, that is that is uh, you know in a way compromising um, or at least in a way that seems very diplomatic and later on in the day um, by 2 30 p.m yeah, basically in the late afternoon hours, we will have Pluto retrograde in Capricorn making a semi-square. That's a 45 degree angle 
to Juno and Sagittarius. And this is what I was talking about earlier in the podcast, where it's kind of like this like pressure is being placed on our partner to transform. And there might be some, and I think because, you know, with all this Neptune effect as well going on, um, there might be this possibility to fall into some sort of delusional suspicion of your partner. Uh, so it would be in your best interest to kind of try to transform together and not to um, jump to any sort of conclusions within your relationships. Um, try to work together, uh, try to transform together to create some sort of mutual bond, mutual trust. And with Mercury making a sesquiquadrate to Saturn retrograde and Venus making a sesquiquadrate to Jupiter retrograde, I do think that we can come to some sort of agreement. Uh, It feels like there's some very serious thinking going on on Mercury Day uh, and really willing to be very agreeable with others, uh, possibly overly indulgent within our relationships like maybe we're trying to put on um some sort of grandiose display for them um and trying to you know appear much more maybe even like forceful or disciplinarian and a way to kind of steer steer our ship towards some like less chaotic waters um, so it does kind of feel like there's some like, I don't know, like, I don't know why I'm getting this vision right now of like, um, a lot of captain, captain energy going on, on Mercury needing to like, almost like really play your moves, uh, very carefully, very intentionally, uh, in a way that can, you know, help transform together, um, overcome this ob- obstacle together, uh, and, be very diplomatic in your approach you know try to relate to the other try to show them you know the power that can be achieved between the two of you if if you put your heads together if you work on an attainable goal um, with a, a joint mission or a vision on Jupiter Day, August 26, 2021, Thursday, we will be vibrating at a three. Three days are for manifestation, for self-expression, for expanding yourself, uh, for maybe trying new things, um, more communications, uh, definitely like this enthusiastic energy that happens on three days and plus it's on a Jupiter Day, so I do feel like we're feeling very expansive. Um, and able to find meaning within our conversations that fills us up with faith and hope. Um, And I think that's good because we have some pretty hard (laughs) aspects going on on Thursday. We have early in the morning, 9.24 a.m. Eastern, Venus will be making an opposition to Chiron, retrograde in Aries, and then at 10.23 a.m. Eastern, Mercury will be making a trine to Pluto retrograde. So whatever was discovered or came into our awareness on Mars Day and Mercury Day, it kind of feels like on Jupiter Day we're putting that into motion. Um, With Venus opposite Chiron, it's kind of like Venus is in Libra. Venus is in its domicile, right? So it's kind of like we're really becoming aware of our woundedness and it's coming through 
our relationships. That awareness is coming through directly from our partners, though that those that we relate to on a one-to-one -one basis. This Venus Chiron cycle began on March 28th when Venus and Chiron aligned at eight degrees and 49 minutes of Aries. And this initiated a brand new cycle of attending to our pioneering wounds, our instinctual wounds, um, our wounds to our survival in a way that maybe is much more compromising um, and satisfying to our personal needs or our personal uh, priorities. So come Thursday, and of course we'll be feeling this all week, uh, we're just becoming aware of how we really need to stay aware of our partner's needs. You know, it's, it can't be just all about us. <laughs> and likely, you know, if there are any sort of issues within your relationships uh, on uh, Thursday, it's likely that they are reflecting back to you all that remains unhealed within you, within your own personal uh, pioneer archetype, uh, within your Aries houses, what is unhealed there. And you might come to some sort of frustration, uh, you know, if you're not feeling uh, like you have autonomy or if you feel like you can't go after that which you want uh, for yourself. Uh, and you might feel like your partner is like blocking you in some sort of manner. Um, and it's important to understand that you have to learn how to work together. You need to learn how to find some sort of balance because, you know, an un unintegrated Aries energy is a lot, okay? Aries, the archetype of Aries is the warrior of the zodiac, okay? Aries just kind of wants to start things, start wars. It wants to burn things down to the ground and just start over, okay? And it's, it does it very instinctually, um, very primitively, <laughs> and not entirely in awareness of how uh, their actions may actually affect the other, that, you know, whoever the other may be, anyone that they are in a one-on-one -on -one relationship with. And with Mercury making this trine to Pluto retrograde in Capricorn, there is this intensity within our communications with our words. And Mercury in Virgo is, you know, that the communications can be very fault finding, you know, um, really uh, paying attention to the details, very observant of the details and the workings of, of things and the order of operations. And making a trine to Pluto, it's like this effortless um, um, energy exchange between these two planets that, you know, if you're not entirely aware of, um, can actually be like, can actually work against you. Trines, it's like, they say they can be like lucky, um, but in my opinion, they can be very destructive if you're not entirely aware of what's going on there. Uh, with Mercury trine Pluto, you know, you can be very perceptive uh, within your relationships. Like concentration is incredible on Jupiter Day on Thursday this week. This is definitely a time for you to uh, use words that can motivate 
your partner, you know, or uh, to motivate yourself to work together with your partner, uh, or maybe even just to change habits, uh, change your routine. You know, what, what needs to change in order for you to uh, actually tend to and begin to heal these Aries wounds that you have that are likely to be reflected back to you on Jupiter Day. So, like, your mindsets are incredibly perceptive, inc- incredibly sharp, and uh, might be even harsh, um, your communications on Thursday. So just watch for the language that you're using. If you're uh, getting, like, highly critical um, with one another, with yourself, with people in your immediate environment, how can you um, instead be more um, motivating in your conversations, more uh, receptive or open to, um, you know, kind of changing uh, your thought processes or helping another to kind of like see more of like how their own thoughts, you know, or their own um, routine might be what's causing like the damage here. Um, and how you can kind of more or less like face that and really get to like the root issue. That's what I feel like. Like Mercury, Triune, Pluto, if you have this aspect uh, natally, I just had a client, I think last week that had this aspect natally. And I'm like, this is a power aspect to have. And it's so important to like use your words for good (laughs) to like help empower others and not like bring them down, you know, like not, not tear them to shreds. Cause you could definitely do that with this aspect, like easily, very easily. You could do that with this aspect. Uh, but we don't want to do that. We want to help empower people. We want to help them transform and to understand their own personal power. Uh, so keep that in mind for yourself and for your others come Thursday. Venus day, Friday, August 27th, 2021 we will be vibrating at a four day so four days are all about finding stability the home environment domestic matters dependability building some sort of structure Uh, you know four legs is much more stable than three legs uh, if we're talking about a table so it's all about having something that is much more durable and long-lasting. On Venus Day at 5.23 a.m. Eastern, Neptune retrograde in Pisces will make its second out of three conjunctions to Pallas Athene retrograde in Pisces. So they have met now a total of, this will be the second time, And the first time was on May 30th. Um, And the final time will be on January 17th of 2022. So because Pallas Athene uh, goes retrograde in the sign of Pisces, it's an extra long transit of Pallas and Pisces. It's not normally uh, this long of a transit, uh, you know, by... This time next year, Pallas will already be in 
uh, Gemini, so it would have already moved uh, completely through Aries and Taurus, um, and it will be at its usual speed, its regular speed. Uh, but because of this retrograde journey, it's having, um, it's taking a lot longer to move through the sign of Pisces. And, you know, when you think about what both Neptune and Pallas Athene represent, it makes a lot of sense why we're going to have three exact conjunctions um, this year, uh, especially um, with the events that are happening worldwide. Um, you know, we're really needing to come to some sort of strategy that's Pallas Athene uh, that that unifies, that creates bridges, that merges, uh, that is compassionate, that is um, connected to uh, the, you know, the mysteries of the world and our mysterious connections uh, between us. And I think it's taking us some time to come to a vision that isn't completely or overly idealistic or impossible <laughs> to bring to fruition. Um, it's, it's taking us a while to get to how we can uh, uh, make this all happen uh, for everyone in the world. How can we come to some sort of peaceful uh, strategy, some sort of um, place of uh, compassion and acceptance of all. And it's interesting because I was looking back at the last time Pallas and Neptune uh, met when they were last conjunct. It was on May 30th of this past year. It was a Sunday. And the moon was in Aquarius at 3 degrees at the moment of their exact conjunction. It was at 23 degrees and 1 minute of Pisces. And so when the moon is in Aquarius, uh, and it was pretty close, it was right in between um, Pluto and Saturn. Saturn was in Aquarius, uh, smack in the middle of that. Uh, while, you know, Mars was also opposing Pluto on this day, we had the Sun, North Node, Mercury, and Venus all in Gemini. It feels like that we may have been uh, emotionally detached Um at this time uh, so it's like we were trying to find some sort of idealistic vision uh, compassion understanding uh, that unifies that merges us that like kind of dissolves boundaries but we may have been almost like too objective at this point and maybe too aggressive forceful um, and not entirely connecting um, in a warm way and a tender way uh, to the collective because moon in Aquarius air sign and it's cold air um, and with Pluto opposite Mars it's like it feels like something was very it was feeling very forced um, and possibly violent and aggress aggressive so now moving on to Venus Day Friday we will have the moon in Taurus at two degrees. Now, that's interesting because the moon was in Aquarius at three degrees and now the moon's in Taurus at two degrees and they're both fixed signs, Aquarius and Taurus. And so they form um, a sharp angle to one another. They form a square angle to one another that brings up tension uh, because they are very different, but similar in some manners. 
But it kind of feels like back in May, you know, the strategy that we began uh, that that hopefully inspired some sort of hope or idealistic dream of what is possible for our future, you know, that was very objective. That was not entirely grounded. It was not in reality, possibly, and or maybe too advanced, too far reaching. And now on Venus Day, we're getting much more grounded. We're looking for a strategy that is dependable, that will, um, that will provide for us, that will be resourceful, uh, that won't have any sort of smoke or mirrors. Uh, and I find it also very interesting at the very exact moment of this conjunction, and if this is only really um, accurate if you are on the eastern coast, uh, but there will be this Thor's hammer um, on Juno and Sagittarius uh, between Eris and the Midheaven, which will be at 24 degrees of Cancer. Uh, they will be making an exact square to each other, and then they'll be making a sesquiquadrate to uh, Juno and Sagittarius. And so there's like this focal point on Juno right now. Uh, and if you remember from last week, there was this focal point of the kite pattern on Ceres uh, that was really making us, you know, um, uh, focus on or make some sort of change in how we uh, nurture ourselves, nurture our immediate environments and provide for them. Now there's like this tension uh, being placed again on the partner, it feels like, uh, the Sagittarian partner. Uh, to make some sort of powerful impact um, in regards to how they are like caring for the public and how they are seeing to that, you know, those who have been maybe possibly silenced or ignored, um, how we can possibly find some sort of justice for them. And I've mentioned this before in the past, possibly on my Patreon, but I have noticed that there seems to be a very, um, when we're looking at mundane astrology and looking at like how astrology is, um, connects to world events, there seems to be, um, a direct correlation, um, that I have been observing between Juno, um, who is, you know, whoever we're relating to our, uh, our loyal partner or whatever, and, you know, whoever is the president of the United States. So very curious if there will be some sort of pressure being placed on the president come Friday uh, to make some sort of change to help uh, those who are disenfranchised, those who um, possibly have been scapegoated and uh, ignored, cast aside, make some sort of powerful change um, and bring some sort of awareness or understanding you know, to their life experience, what they have gone through. Taurus is the archetype of the earth, right? Taurus is like the earth mother. Um, very uh, grounded, uh, really attached to stability, very difficult 
to, you know, it's difficult to move a bull. If you've ever tried to like, I mean, I've never physically tried to do this uh, myself, but I can imagine that, you know, when you're standing next to a bull and you're trying to push them to get them to move, it's probably very difficult to do that. Um, and, you know, this is why uh, the bull is the um, archetype or the, the symbol of Taurus, of the Taurus archetype. So it feels like that we could be very, uh, these, whatever is occurring on Venus Day with Neptune conjunct uh, Pallas, it feels like that we are feeling very um, stubborn. You know, this is what needs to happen. And I will not be moving from this position. This is how it's going to work out. This is how it's going to go moving forward. This is how we're going to find peace um, ahead for us. Uh, the moon will be moving into Taurus uh, at 12.27 a.m. Eastern. So all day long Friday we will have the moon in Taurus. Feeling very fixed and stubborn and wanting to stay close to our comforts and our resources, connect more with our sensual um, responses. And there is an aspect of crisis occurring on Friday. And so this is why I think more and more about there's something coming for us on Friday, um, some sort of new plan that will hopefully lead us to more security and stability. Uh, Mercury in Virgo will be making a closing quincunx to Jupiter retrograde in Aquarius. And so a closing uh, quincunx can can really um, be a meaning of, it can really show that there's some sort of like crisis situation happening here where, you know, there is a need to eliminate, to transform, to, um, bring our power together, merge in a way that can kind of help us uh, generate more power. And with Mercury making this closing uh, quincunx to Jupiter, it's like there's this crisis in how um, we need to like communicate this visionary, like I feel like justice. There's like this crisis. It's like we gotta, we gotta make this happen. We have to make this happen. This is how we are going to repair, fix. Because Mercury's in uh, Virgo. In order for us to repair and fix, we must do some sort of elimination process or integration process uh, with whatever it is that you know collectively we believe in. It's almost like we have to like kind of like put that aside for now because we're in this crisis moment you know we have to do whatever will actually make things that will bring more improvement uh, we need to communicate this and it feels like it's but it may seem like the the process the organization the order of how we're going to do this it may seem like you know like not being able to fit in with this visionary uh, belief system we may have this possibly uh, futuristic expansion that we may want um, and it might be kind of like we're needing to put our individual interests 
or possibly our individual criticisms of the situation in our local environments to kind of like defer them and do what is, you know, the best for the collective. On Saturn Day, 8-28-2021, we will be vibrating at a five. So this is a day for risk-taking, for making changes. We have reached the midway point in this nine-day cycle. And so this is a time to, you know, maybe do some gambling and what you're going to be um, doing moving forward. So at 1.43 p.m., we will have uh, one strong aspect between Venus and Uranus retrograde in Taurus. Venus and Libra will be making uh, quincunx to uh, Uranus retrograde in Taurus. And Uranus, um, since it is in the sign of Taurus, it is always looking to Venus uh, with how it is uh, revolutionizing things, how it is making some sort of progressive change. With Venus being in Libra in its second domicile, you know, because Venus is also the planetary ruler of Taurus, of the Taurus archetype, with Venus in Libra, this is a time that we are making some sort of progressive, revolutionary change um, in directly within our relationships and in our aesthetics and how we are showing up um, in an equal manner uh, within our one-on-one relationships. And this is an opening quincunx between the two of them. And so there is some sort of adjustment repair that needs to occur between the two of them and you could become maybe extra critical um, or willing to uh, tend to these issues um, on Saturday Uh, and it feels like there's something about our aesthetics something about our relationships that must be adjusted that are much more aligned or at least fit in with our collective resources, uh, the Earth's resources, you know, with Uranus and Taurus, we are seeing, you know, massive change occurring um, within the Earth. Uh, That is what I think the biggest uh, awakening um, that Uranus is doing right now is just seeing how much the Earth has changed and possibly how we can work together you know in a compromising way how we can meet um, one-on-one together to make some sort of uh, greater change here and so there needs to be some sort of adjustment made uh, specifically within your relationships uh, in order for you to come to some sort of more stable uh, progress forward so this is a day for you to be much more open-minded when it comes to your relationships, when it comes to your resources, uh, and stay open to change. You know, this might be a day that something might excite, exciting might happen, you know, in um, your love life or something to kind of maybe do something that makes your love life or your relationships much more exciting. You might just feel this like pressure to Uh, do something there, to repair something there. And it's best if, you know, you can, you know, 
show up and be open to making these small changes or adjustments. Um, and if you can't, if you or the other person can't, uh, there might be just some t- some tension within your relationships where it seems like they're behaving unpredictable um, or different in some sort of manner. Um, and, you know, maybe just be like, oh, well, Venus is Queen Kung's Uranus retrograde today uh, and wait a few days and maybe hopefully see that things will kind of blow over a little bit more in your relationships. But... Yeah, this is a day to kind of do something a little bit different. Sunday, August 29th, 2021. We will be vibrating at a six. So it's all about harmony, love, bringing some sort of balance to our environments and to our community. We start off Sunday with the moon still in Taurus. So we have that very grounded, fixed responses, reception, feelings, and then we transition to uh, Gemini energy by 12.42 p.m. Eastern. And whenever the moon is in Gemini, uh, it connects with the north node that is currently in Gemini, and on this date we'll be at six degrees of Gemini. When the moon is in Gemini, this is mutable air. And so uh, we're feeling very curious, uh, wanting to be stimulated by information, by exchanges of uh, of, uh, communications, um, being able to see or feel or understand uh, the duality of life, the light and the dark. And we might be able to become very adaptable within our environments, you know, willing to kind of change depending upon the air or the energy within uh, the environments we walk into. And Sunday, there's not too, too much going on on Sunday, but it does feel like a kind of like an exciting day, like like something needs to change uh, because we have the moon shifting into Gemini where it will connect with the north node, uh, but then we also have the last quarter moon occurring on Sunday. That is when the sun uh, makes a square to the moon, Uh, And the sun being in Virgo uh, and the moon being in Gemini, this last quarter moon, it's like this final push to release um, all the information because the moon's in Gemini, all the information, all of the duality that is really not in alignment uh, with us to, in order for us to transition to this new cycle, um, in this case, this new cycle uh, that will be in Virgo with the Virgo new moon occurring on September 6th uh, that will help us uh, uh, prepare for and be ready for this next stage of our emotional development. So there's information. There's so much information. We're living in this age of information right now. You know, we have information, you know, at our fingertips at all times of day. And so it's so important for us when the, with the sun in Virgo and also occurring on this day is that the sun uh, in Virgo will be um, squaring the nodal axis exactly, uh, roughly around 2 a.m. on Sunday. And this is, this is like a point in our story. This is 
this is a, a point of like almost, uh, what are we gonna do now? Uh, where do we uh, move from here? Um, if it is uh, discernment that we're trying to grow towards with the sun in Virgo, uh, we're trying to illuminate uh, efficiency, improvement, health, you know, being of service to others to, in the way that can be like bettering them um, with the sun in Virgo. In order for us to be that, to shine that, to radiate that energy, we need to look at this Gemini North Node. Uh, we need to, you know, look at the facts um, while at the same time it's like we're, we're doing this we're, we're releasing facts. We're releasing the information that is no good to us, uh, the communications that are no good to us, the uh, whatever it is you may have um, absorbed in your immediate environment or on the internet or in conversation with others. You know, letting it go uh, that does not fit with what we are aiming to do at this time, what we are intending to do at this time. Uh, and at this time, we're trying to improve the health. Virgo, so concerned with health. Um, so concerned with the body, making sure the body is running efficiently. Very, uh, it's very connected to our uh, intestines, our digestion. Uh, so making things more like easily digest digestible, you know, uh, taking in the information. Uh, that will help us digest things in a more proper, efficient manner. And I found it very interesting that at the moment of the sun making a square to the nodal axis, this will be occurring pretty much at the same exact time that uh, Pluto makes its square to Eris, uh, which will be exact also on this Sunday. So it's like, there's so much information coming in from all these different places. And it's like, feels like a lot of conversation. It feels like just a lot of talking going on on Sunday. Um, we also have Mercury making a sesquiquadrate to Uranus retrograde in Taurus. And so there's like this excitement, this quick exchanges of information, possibly new ideas coming through, new insights changes that are occurring within our thought processes in a way that we can that can make them more um, dependable sustainable it's like we're really trying to ground our mental energy um, ground our intentions uh, to be much more productive and uh, improving of our immediate environment of our surroundings and you know, I just feel like it might be a very excitable day. It's like, it kind of feels like there might be like a lot going on. It's like, okay, what direction am I going to go in with the sun squaring the little excess? Where am I, where am I heading? Um, with the north node and Gemini, you know, heading towards um, your locality. Like, how can you make things better in your local environments? Um, the south node in Sagittarius, it's kind of like, we're leaving behind maybe like these beliefs, these foreign beliefs, these, uh, this information that might be, you know, kind of just like propaganda. It might not even be uh, factual at all. It might be just uh, wishful thinking belief 
based thinking um, and moving towards something that is much more rational, uh, linear, and uh, can really make some sort of change with, uh, within you know, those who are closest to us, the, our locality, our neighborhood, those that uh, we communicate with on a day-to-day -day basis, those in our work environments. So this week, it really feels like we're, we're leaning into being more disciplined within our relationships, within our finances. We're really becoming aware of how information may have been uh, deceiving us or how others may have undermined our mental faculties um, and kind of prevented us from being more efficient in our strategies. And, you know, we're able to kind of maybe formulate some sort of evolution forward, um, maybe getting more uh, concrete with our facts, with our day-to-day -day routines, um, taking information uh, from our informa from our relationships and um, becoming aware of how we can heal these relationship issues, uh, how we can work together more efficiently uh, in a way that is for the betterment of all and not just for yourself. I do feel like there's a lot of like needing to kind of put your personal needs aside uh, this week. Um, and to like really just get very objective, almost very logical, rational um, within uh, your reflection of yourself, within uh, your reflection of your immediate environments. And so I really want you to think of how you can be much more adaptable and flexible at this time with um, your energy, with how you show up within relationships, uh, with your resources, uh, and with how you think about things. You know, there might be a, a change occurring um, and how you uh, think about yourself and how you think about how possibly you fit into the collective and how you can use your ideas to really motivate some sort of powerful change in your immediate environment. So, you know, look at your routine. Look at how you have things organized. You know, that's what Virgo season's all about. You know, looking at the organization of, of things and how can you uh, make them better? Um, and how can you maybe welcome in some sort of uh, advice? I feel like also, um, or maybe an alternate um, opinion or perspective into uh, what you have going on for yourself um, and within your local environments. So it's all about kind of like putting aside your ego this week. And I think it will begin to get easier as the week goes on because starting um, the following week, uh, Mars will be making opposition to Neptune. So whenever Mars uh, makes an opposition or a hard aspect to Neptune, it's kind of like these spiritual warrior vibes, being able to um, let go of your ego uh, f for unity for merging with others, for bringing peace uh, 
and love and compassion to the world. So that will be occurring the following week. It won't be exact this week, but be pretty strong um, on Sunday. By Sunday, you'll be feeling it. And I love that. I think that's great. Um, All this energy now opposing Neptune, um, really being able to see, you know, how we can uh, work together to bring the dream into into reality you know and it starts by like kind of like letting go of uh the ideas the information whatever that is just not um entirely in reality in reality that has been deceptive that has been just undermining uh what you've been trying to achieve up until this point and that is all i have for you this week Thank you so much for joining with me and allowing me to provide you with cosmic guidance. This podcast is made possible by listeners just like you. And if you enjoy my work and have the means to help it grow and become sustainable, please join my Patreon. For $5 or $10 a month, you can support this podcast and get a monthly 20% off discount code towards anything in my shop, discounted astrological services, my educational astrological infographics, and a monthly full moon Zoom gathering. If you don't have the means to commit to a monthly contribution, you can make a one-time energy exchange. Just head to www.virgomoonalchemy.com and scroll to the bottom of the page to donate to this work today. Wishing you a blessed week and beyond. Be well.